Lay. Sir. Yeah. Yeah. Kane is in the building. Yeah. Alright, already the show goes on all night. Till the morning we dream so long. Anybody ever wonder when they would see the thunder? Just remember when you come up. And welcome back, everybody, to another episode of the Always Pressing PGA DFS Podcast, previewing your 2023 Travelers Championship. We'll recap this uh, tournament called the U.S. Open that just took place in L.A. as well, and much, much more. You can find me on Twitter at BDN. Check the podcast at Always Press DFS, and my co-host is always on Twitter at DFS Golf Gods. Jesse, how are we doing, my friend? I'm good. How are you? Doing well. Doing well. A fun, fun weekend in the books. Uh, a lot of mixed reactions on the Twitter Twitterverse this weekend. So what did you think of the US yeah. Open? Yeah, I mean, so initially I've been thinking about this since like you know, it, when you when you do stuff like this, you you start thinking in terms of like what am I going to say? And so I've been thinking of it since Thursday. Like what do I say? Initially I was fucking pissed. I'm not going to yeah, lie. Yeah. I was yeah. very <laughs> upset on on Thursday at how easy that golf course played. Um I to me, I I don't know if they didn't look at the weather they didn't they don't have a good uh meteorologist i I don't know like they they set it up way too easy on thursday Mm -hmm. and that was figured out by friday by friday afternoon when all of my guys were playing and and trying to make the cut it was playing much more difficult uh saturday and sunday were in my opinion u.s open worthy rounds Mm -hmm. um yes there were some easy holes on the golf course uh but you know even par was still a good score and that's really what you want out of the u.s open i mean you know, ten under wins it. Eight unders winning after Thursday, and ten ten under ends up winning the golf tournament. I mean, to me, that we got three days of U.S. Open golf. Thursday, different story. But um, Justin Rose now probably would tell you both days were U.S. Open golf worthy. Uh, but overall, man, I thought I like I like that golf course a lot. I know a lot of people don't. I think it's really really cool that that golf course and, and others too, but that one in particular. The sight lines on it, I mean, with the freaking skyscrapers in the background, the mega mansions right off the side, um, and and just overall, the, the way that it played, I thought it was a good golf course. I don't think they should ever go back there, but I think it's a – I would love, absolutely just love to play that golf course, but that will never happen, so – yeah, I would too, but I don't even know if I actually. I don't know if I. I want to play the course. I don't know if I want to follow the rules. I saw someone tweet out the, the, the rules. <laughs> you have like, to wear pants, number one. Well, yeah, yeah. I'm a shorts dude, so like we got yeah. problems right now. Like <laughs> I, I wear pants when I have to. Like I wear pants to uh to when I played um, Tory because it was kind of cold out. Like I can wear pants. It's not right. right. I I'm with you. Prefer I'm not to you. though. Like yeah. this is be real about 100%. it. Yeah. Um, but it was just all the other policies. Like you have to, after like 5 p.m. You have to have a sport chat. Like all these freaking things. I'm like, yeah. whoa! I'm here to play golf. Like, yeah. <laughs> it's very Augusta like. Oh, hardcore Augusta like. Yeah. yeah, you can tell it was a bunch of rich, rich people that put this together and said, "Hey, this is where we want to hang out. We're going to make it as exclusive as possible, basically." And um, like someone, 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 I think tweeted out the value of the ground there because how much like an acre of land costs. It's jo- some, Joe Pompolo, Pompolamo, yeah, or whatever. Yeah. Some astronomical price tag. Eight billion. So, it's worth eight billion dollars, but they only pay taxes on like eighty million or something. I don't know. Well, and what it tells you is that the people that are there have so much money because most people would have sold that ground to build right now for eight billion dollars. They're like, "No, nah, we're good. We'll just keep our golf course." It's like, two hundred and fifty thousand dollars to join. It's just a join, just and they join. don't <laughs> let celebrities join. 
That's interesting, actually. Yeah, that fact. I know. It. So it's like it's a it's a weird exclusive place. Like, yeah. it's I think I saw somewhere. I think No Laying Up tweeted out like the next like twenty years of venues. I think it's scheduled to be there in twenty thirty nine. So oh, sixteen really? years away. But well, yeah. you know, Riviera's on the schedule. Yep, Riviera's on the schedule. Pebbles there like every five years. Yeah. It's like it's wild. Which I love Pebble, but I don't know if it's a U.S. Open track. Like let's just be you. real about it. We've been in, we've talked about that, but yeah, yeah. LACC was great. Uh, there was a couple things like on, on uh, Thursday. I was even telling people that were like Discord or other friends, well, guys, the winning score is not going to be like fifteen under. This is going to get rough quick. They're going to do whatever it takes to do stuff. But it was annoying for one to see that score just because it's the U.S. Open. Yes. The one thing I'll say though is it still was a test of golf even that day because you had so many different scores because you still had to hit your golf ball in the right spots and get the rolls that you needed. It was just more friendly, like it was more receptive, uh, which made correct. it a little easier. Like like over the weekend, you you were saying guys would hit shots twenty yards short to roll it up to the left side of the green so it could roll all the way to the right. Like it was totally a shot maker's paradise at that mm-hmm. point, and it was it was fun. It, it was great to watch. I know we mentioned it last week. If you guys aren't following Michael Kim on Twitter, I highly recommend it. Like the stuff he was tweeting out about just golf shots, about um, why a guy would do this and that, just kind of gives you an insight of a guy that's actually out there playing it. Kind of like, hey, this is why they're doing this. Yeah. When, when most of us are like, why would you hit the ball over here? <laughs> it's like, oh, this is why. So, yeah, yeah it was interesting. What do you think about uh, Wyndham taking it down? Like, that's the, goes gets to Wells Fargo and now he gets the US Open in like the span of almost a month. Yeah. Uh, very surprised. Um, once he got up to the leaderboard there and was around the lead, I, I was fully expecting him to collapse. Um, but, He's got, uh, I think he's got the moxie to, to compete. I mean, obviously that it's a huge win at the Wells Fargo, but that's not on this stage. Yeah. Um, he probably won just about as much money at the Wells Fargo, but either way, I mean, you know, he didn't have Rory and Ricky and and Scotty and uh, you know others. Xander was there for a while, you know, chasing him down. So at a U.S. Open where he had to hit, you know, really good golf shots, and he and he did. I mean that. I will say that like 18 is disappointing um, yeah. just because that, you know, it's a hundred, almost hundred yard wide fairway there. I mean, it's almost impossible to hit and he hits one. That's just, I mean, Mito esque at the PJ championship a couple of years ago and it ends up in the fairway and he knocks it up on short of the green hit a hell of a, close. yeah. I mean, 60 yeah. feet away and that kind of pressure with all that nonsense they had going on behind him. Yep. I mean, uh, he, he, I mean, and then his reaction, dude. His reaction afterwards, after he made the final putt, made me a fan forever of yep. Wyndham Clark. Um, you could tell that uh, that was a lot of emotion coming out there. So, um, kudos to him, man. He was he was not on my radar, uh, but you know, I know a lot of people did bet him, including Tim Anderson, who uh, you know hits one every now and again. So. Yeah, the there clock's right, uh, broken clock's right twice a day. So <laughs> <laughs> you got that going for you. Yeah, yeah. Um, but true. yeah, it uh, it was great to see. That's why I always like tweet out silly stuff once in a while. In any, in any sport, I, when there's moments like that with Wyndham, it's like this is why sports are great. Like yeah, these are the moments. 100%. Right like, this is why we as fans watch the, the sport. Yes. Yeah. And uh, it's cool to see that. And then it's even cool the flip side. Like you got guys like Max Homa and then JT who looks completely broken. And these guys are just like dumbfounded. Drunk. What's going? Yeah, <laughs> tweeting out <laughs> like, and of all things on rose of all things. Like, yeah, yeah. Did you see the bottles of? Did you see the yeah. bottles of champagne in the background? Oh yeah, they're having a great old time. Those boys. <laughs> like, 
They were, <laughs> okay. That's what all those they, millions of dollars, folks. Yeah, I mean, I guess if you, you know, if you got that kind of money or whatever, but uh, uh, yeah, I mean, like, dude, congrats to Wyndham. I, I feel bad for Rory. Dude, it's like, is he starting to turn into that bridesmaid? Like, Scheffler kind of is too. He's been a top five machine, but it's like he just goes through the motions and he's going to go through an epic run again. It feels like once, like the putter was better this week, but he still had a couple, a lot. Like, I think it was Saturday. He had so many just misses again, like he's had in recent weeks where he was close. But yeah, Rory, oof. That was yeah, tough. I just imagine if either one of those two guys could putt. If Scotty or Rory, either one. We've, we've said could this make so putts. many times. It's just wild. They're so Rory, I mean, Scotty, especially. Scotty hits it to 10 feet and misses it. Hits it to 10 feet, misses it. Hits it to 15 feet, misses it. Now, Rory wasn't necessarily as on with his iron game as what Scotty was on Sunday, but neither one of them. I don't know in a two man scramble if they could have beaten Wyndham That's Clark. true. That's true. As That's bad putters as they were. Yep, that's that's outstanding point because I always joke with my buddies because I don't hit the ball long. I got buddies that can crush it. My short games are my putting is my highlight of my game. I'm so I'm like, let's scramble, boys. Let's do this. Like <laughs> we got this. Uh, I'm not saying I'd help Scotty out because those greens are a lot tougher than you know I play. <laughs> but I'm just saying, um, it's it's pretty impressive to see. It's like the shack of free throws. It's like what's yes. going on, guys? Like what yeah. are we doing here? You guys are the best player on the course right now. Like Shaq is the best player on the court. But it was hack a shack time, and it was like Scheffler's like, well, we know we're good. Just like win them. I've got to shoot even par. I'm going to win the damn thing. <laughs> I mean, that, that, that's that's what you know kind of sucks about it is the fact that you know nobody made a run really at him, and it took him making a couple bogeys and coming back for it to even matter on 18 whether or not that drive even hits the fairway and True. so on and so forth. But that shot he hit on 14, uh, the second shot where he had to land it in about 20 yard strip there, and it bounces right up pin high. I mean. Absolutely incredible, incredible shot. Um, I thought he was in big trouble on uh, nine. Yeah, nine. When he hits it, no, eight. When he hit it left of eight and then tried to hit it and missed it um, and then ended up getting that ball out and then up and down from there to make uh, bogey after Azinger already put him down for double. Um, But Azinger, another guy who's constantly wrong. The whole um, <laughs> yeah, I mean, so you know, it, he uh, uh, Wyndham made the shots, man. Wyndham won the championship. There's, mm-hmm. I, I wouldn't sit back and say that Rory lost it. I think Wyndham went and won it. Rory could have, Rory had his chances, he just did not capitalize. Well, that's kind of the, one of the things I, I don't want to bring him up all the time. But Michael Kim mentioned, he said, Wyndham was out there making the golf shots yeah. he was going for it where rory was like laying up over here he's hitting like a three wood off the tee while Wyndham's grabbing driver like without a care in the world and like and and it goes back i can't remember what beat writer had it out there but he interviewed Wyndham on thursday or whatever and what he, he said Wyndham, what's like your philosophy this week he's like be cocky like just be yeah. cocky like be confident be cocky and mm-hmm. he proved it on sunday i know that that's all i can say he sure did man um a couple other questions for you because it is the u.s open so we spent a little more time on the majors uh i was afraid of this happening i even said it on thursday i wouldn't be shocked if it happened it lasted till sunday but then ricky fell off um it was a hell of a week he's everyone's gonna say he's close because he is but what's your thoughts on that because i didn't i expected me i wouldn't be shocked if he made the cut or whatever but to play as well as he did for that weekend was pretty good yeah yeah i mean obviously he he made the most birdies ever I yeah. think, or like it, he took the, I don't know. He's, he's, he's got some kind of weird records. stat like that, but he also made a shit ton of bogeys. I think he, he was last on the weekend in bogeys and first in birdies. Um, but either way, yeah, Ricky, uh, I don't, I don't really know what happened with him on Sunday. 
Um, I think it kind of started on Saturday when he tricked that little two footer in the dark, which that's a whole nother story. Why are we starting these guys off at three thirty in the afternoon? When I saw on Friday evening or whatever, and they posted the start times, like I live in California. I know it's lighter later, but what the, like talk <laughs> about TV running the world right there. That's yeah. all that is. That's the only explanation. The but you know, I mean, for us out here on the East coast, that, that is a, you know, uh, almost 11 o'clock ending, oh, yeah. you know, I mean, that's, Late for a lot of people. A lot of people weren't staying up till eleven o'clock, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, that that was weird. But yeah, Ricky, man, I, I think Ricky is close. Uh, he's been close for a while, and he'll break through eventually. Um, was it another tough scene? But you know, Ricky is. Uh, I think he's an all all world dude. So yeah, signing uh, autographs after every round. Yeah. Like the dude was amazing. Like he, and most and hanging back there while you know Wyndham. Yep was hugging people and, and yeah there was and yeah there was the picture of the two of them freaking making sleep. sure to stand there and, and and uh you know shake his hand and, and be in there for that I, I don't know if you're aware or not but they both have the same putter yeah and i even heard when ricky <laughs> changed his a few inches shorter did. So did Wyndham. Yeah. did you know that there's a marine layer in california <laughs> did you know about that buddy i tell you uh, what there's i mean there's not a lot of stuff to talk about on while you're talking about golf but they wear it out like, I mean, that's the most nonsense stuff. I'd rather hear a million other things. Like, tell me about Brooks, like doing something stupid, like or whatever. Well, Don't what anything. You know the, the the broadcast. You know they on on Saturday afternoon they did not show Wyndham Clark's. He's in the last group. They didn't show his first tee shot. Yep. How do, how does that happen? It's stupid. Or like at, even at, at even, one point yeah. they cut to Brooks. He was on fifteen. They're like. Oh, this is for bogey, and he missed it. Oh, that's a four putt. Like, well, I'd like to go back and see the first three putts. Yep. You know, how, how did mean, he like, get to a four putt? Right. <laughs> I mean, okay, so he made double, but like, why is he four putting this green? Explain yeah. that to me. You know. Well, the live guys got quite shit. the TV treatment this weekend. I'll say that. Someone tweeted out, and then I realized it dawned on me because unless it was something negative, you didn't see a whole lot. Dustin was kind of. In contention, that's yeah, the same way Scotty bit, was yeah. like for a while there. And yeah. Scotty pulled it away, but Dustin still wasn't getting any love. Like it was gone. Yeah, he wasn't. It was. It was a weird dynamic. Brooks there. didn't hardly make any TV, but he yeah. wasn't in contention at all. Blew that up. None uh, of the other guys really. Phil didn't make the cut. I don't know about the rest yeah. of them either. Yeah. So that was it. The other thing I was going to ask you, yeah, because like um, Fitzy had comments on it. Some others. What's with the BS crowds? But so yeah, I saw I, what it was. I saw why, but that's garbage. Yeah, yeah. I, I think uh, I, I, I think I think that goes back to your whole exclusivity thing. It's what it was, hundred percent. Yeah, I mean, I think that's that's a lot of people with a lot of money uh, ensuring that there wasn't a lot of people there. Um, it's weird too. Rest. Like back there on thirteen and fourteen, thirteen's um, kind of in the far corner, and there was nobody around that green at all. So, like when dudes made birdies, especially on Saturday, there was like just yeah. some normal clapping. So it was it was a weird U.S. Open from that span- standpoint of like the crowds and stuff. I thought it was okay though on Sunday. Yeah, um, not bad. Yeah, I mean it's it just wasn't it wasn't what it was what it, it wasn't what it was at last year at the Country Club. I mean, yeah. um, but it's also California, and you guys are. Oh, a lot yeah, more I'm, chill and uh and you know, i don't know I'll I'll, <laughs> I'll 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 say it for you you don't have to like you don't have to like sugarcoat it because you're on the podcast with me like i understand cal this is why i travel to sporting events on your side of the world yeah <laughs> like, yeah <laughs> there's a reason yeah. for this like this which you why, know it's yeah. it's weird to me how like you know i mean obviously they're showing these big ass mansions in particular lionel richie's there on six like i don't know if i own that house i feel like i'm having a big ass party in my backyard 
yeah. you know, and having all my friends over and we're going to be standing there watching the golf and maybe Lionel Richie doesn't like golf, but he does Rain live on out. the golf course where Airbnb they're having the that, biggest tournament of yeah. the year. So Airbnb it for the weekend. <laughs> Make some money. <laughs> Can you um, imagine? Like, because that's what they do at Pebble, especially on 18, all those houses. People like literally have parties on yeah. especially Sunday for at sure. Every, every golf course packed. you go to throughout yeah. the year at the PJ tour, that's how it is. But like yeah. at these houses, it was like nobody even fucking lived there. Yeah. Never it saw was, one single person in one of these backyards. It was you heard great. peacocks and that was it. Yeah. And we knew where that was coming from. So <laughs> like it was, it was, it was pretty great. Pretty great stuff. But all right. I guess we could wrap it up there. It was, uh, it was a fun weekend. It was a lot of, like I said, the, I guess animosity, depending on where you went or it looked. But in the end, Wyndham won. Again, this goes to my point. And Wyndham would have qualified. Don't get me wrong. But this is why we can't have secluded events uh for like because i think he would still make an elevated event before this but you know what i'm trying to say we need these guys that aren't the main guys in the tournaments and now he's probably on the Ryder cup team as well that i heard he qualified by points he knocked somebody out already like he's already Mm -hmm. on the team if it were to end right now which is bonkers to think about because i don't know if Paris or rome fits his model so well well, but a guy with that kind of attitude i'd love to have on the team. oh that kind of swagger oh yeah yeah like if we can't have brooks give me that guy let's go yeah i'm with you there all right, let's talk the Travelers elevated event after a major. We've done this roller coaster ride before. Um, we have <laughs> we have more guys missing this week than normal, and not to mention an elevated event after a major. West Coast to East Coast, right yeah. out the gate. Just to, I mean, to, just like you, absolute you the, stupidity by the PGA Tour. One other thing I'll mention is um, the Monday Q guy on Twitter. I forgot yeah. was amazing Twitter follower. That guy needs so much more. Like I know you follow him most golf. That guy needs his own like real, real situation. Like he's trying his ass off and he's doing well. But for the US Open qualifying, he was great. And then this whole week, like he's already tweeting out last night text with Ryan Gerard, who had a yeah. red eye to go out there. Like uh, just, just the information you get from the non like I'm the elite player section of life is awesome. So yes. I just wanted to throw that out there because he mentioned the struggles of these guys flying across the thing and all this stuff. But all right, Travelers Championship, what do you got for us? Um, yeah, past event, uh, history, uh, last year, Xander, uh, won 19 under two shots over JT Poston and, and Thigala. 2021 was Harris English, 13 under in a playoff over Kramer Hickok. 2020 was Dustin Johnson, 19 under one shot over Kevin Streelman. 2019 was Ches Reavy, 17 under four shots over Keegan and Zach Sucher. Uh, Bubba Watson won this three times. His last time was in 2018, 17 under three shots over Paul Casey, Stuart Sink, J.B. Holmes, Bo Hostler, uh, Jordan Spieth, past champion, Kevin Strillman, past champion. Uh, pretty much do it for us. Russell Knox, past champion. I don't even know if Russell Knox is on the tour anymore. <laughs> um, in the field. Played, he, he should be in there. Basically, if you're listening to what Jesse said, this could be anybody's golf course. It's not a long course. It's a TPC River Highlands, not to mention east to west. It's southwest to northeast. We're going to Connecticut now. Yeah, so I mean, like almost as far as you can fight. possibly go. Yeah, like the Seattle Seahawks said, what's up? We're playing the Dolphins. Like, this is what you're <laughs> dealing with, people, if you want like a, vis- like a visualization here. We're not quite to Maine, but yeah, my God, it's close. close. We might as well be playing a freaking Toronto. Like, let's <laughs> just go. Um, so you got TPC River Toronto's Highlands. probably closer, dude. It probably is, actually. Yeah. Now that you say it, it probably yeah. is. Uh, TPC River Highlands. It's a Pete Dye course, which I love personally because it's a shot maker's course. You have to use your brain instead of bombs away. It's a par 70, 6,850 yards, so not long at all. It's the fourth smallest course on tour. Think Pebble, kind of, in a, in a roundabout way, give or take. Um, elevated event, obviously, we know. 
But the beautiful thing about peat dye courses, just because they're short, doesn't mean they're easy. They're they're tree lined all over the place. It's a lot of rolling areas, like so you have some some weird lies, a um, lot of dog legs. So it's all about hitting the right spots. A lot of like maybe driving irons or hybrids off the tee potentially. You can get your your driver if you need to, but most of the time you're not going to want to because they also have very very tough rough here. So you have to be in the fairway. It's not just like a hey, bomb it. I don't care if there's rough. Let's go. So you got to be in the fairway. Take advantage of setting up your next shot. It'll turn into a wedge fest if they're finding the fairway, which is fine. That's cool. You you can handle that. Um, there's 12 par fours, or no, there's there's not 12 par fours. I totally just butchered that one. There's um, 12 of the par fours, as I wrote down. 12 of the par fours are less than 450 yards. A couple are less than 400 yards. So you have that going for you as well. Um, but overall, like a lot of course history, a lot of Pete Dye type stuff can be used here. Um, the par fives are very, very reachable. You better get your birdies on the par fives. The greens are bent grass for the most part. Um, six smallest on tour against why I compared Pebble because Pebble's like the smallest ones on tour. So you just want to have the ocean wind to deal with at this golf course. But it should be a blast. It's um, like one par five on both sides. You have your your normal par threes, which aren't that bad either. A couple uh, are, are over 200 yards. The other ones are below 200 yards. Nothing that we saw last week. So really just find the fairways, have a good wedge fest, maybe get hot with a putter, should have a fun week. What do you got on your stats here? Yeah, I mean, I think you you pretty much hit it all. Plenty of course history to to wait, which I do. Greens and regulation, um, birdie or better. I mean, it's a uh, we're back to a more traditional type of PGA Tour event here where 15 to 20 under is going to win. So got to be able to go out there and make a shit ton of putts. Get low, get low. Uh, let's talk DFS here. DraftKings 10K and above. Scotty Scheffler 11-3. Rory 10-9. Rom 10-8. Xander 10-4. Cantley 10-2. Who you like in here? Yeah, I mean, obviously Rory and Scotty. It's you know, I mean, they're the and, and Rom, uh, the three best players in the world. So um, hard not to play them. I do love Xander Shoffley this week, though. Um, defending champion. 10th place last week, uh, hasn't missed a cut this year. He withdrew from the tournament of champions, but uh, just playing really, really solid golf, and I think another win is coming for him. And this is kind of a course history type of place from the perspective of, uh, you know, people do – when they do well here, they continue to come back and, and do well. You know, look at Bubba Watson um, as an example. So, uh, I, 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 for me, it's Xander if I'm up top here, um, but I wouldn't talk anybody – Oh, and talking about anybody like usual, it's all the best players. So, the best of the best. Um, yeah, Scotty, Scotty, we've talked about that time and time again. If you want to use Scotty, I have no problem with it. If I have to throw any shade at John Rom, and this is just trying to cherry pick here, if you're focusing on the main part of the course of so the par four is four to 450, he's 56 in this field. Not sure that's going to really matter in the end, but if you want to just say, hey, guys that aren't elite at this spot, great. Then they get over the last 24 rounds, and again, Xander's 111 over the last 24 rounds. So, and he won here. So you can take that with whatever grain of salt you want. I do like Xander just for the fact the course history. We know with the way Xander plays, he has his courses he likes quite a bit. I think Cantley at 10 2 is very intriguing to me. Uh, he's sixth in the model here. He's 10th of the par fours we're looking at. He's seventh in the birdie or better. Um, he, he pretty much checks everything out really, really well. As around the green games, the biggest hindrance to him over the last 24 rounds. And I don't think that should be a problem if he's using his wedge out of the fairway. So I think Cantley would be a nice pivot in this range. I think a lot will go Xander, a lot will go Scotty. Well, maybe maybe most won't go Xander because of Rom, Mac, Grant, Scotty. Well, I guess we'll have to wait and see there. But I think Cantley could be a nice pivot at 10-2 in this range. 
9K range, you got Vic Hovland, 99, uh, Tony Fiona, 97, Morikawa, 95, Fleetwood, 93, Wyndham, 92, Ricky, 91, Fitz, 9,000. Who you like in here? Um, another good range. This is a loaded field. Uh, uh, Hovland at, at uh, or Hovland, however you want to say it, at 9,900. Um, you know, he, can, he won the Memorial a couple weeks ago. That's a little bit of a different tournament than this as far as scoring-wise goes, but I think he's fine. Uh, Morikawa, man, he's interesting. He's just had such a, like, kind of a weird year. Um, yeah. You know, I mean, last week he shoots one over, one under, one under, one under. I mean, that's pretty solid at, at any U.S. Open. Uh, that was good for 14th place finish last week. So I think he's fine. Tommy Fleetwood had the round of the tournament um, on Sunday to backdoor up top five. In classic Tommy Fleetwood fashion, does that every U.S. Open? It feels like on a Saturday yeah. or Sunday every year. Yeah. I mean, he's the so he's 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 got two of the three sixty threes on a Sunday at a U.S. Open. The other one being Johnny Miller, who I'm sure was just irate at how easy that golf course was playing on Thursday to see two guys shoot sixty two. I mean, just it's untelling how mad he would have been if he were not retired from the call. <laughs> uh, Ricky Fowler, man. I mean, why not? Uh, miscut, miscut, 13th, 13th in his last four starts at this event. But three straight top 10 since the miscut to PGA. Uh, if you go back further than that, his worst finish is all the way back at the API, 31st. In, other than that, he's finished inside the top 15 in every event except for the PGA Championship. So, I mean, that is the definition of trending. Um, and I will play Ricky this week. I, I said last week that – I'm going to play him. And I ended up choosing all the guys that missed the cut around him. Um, <laughs> and I said last week that, that that people were forewarned that I was going to play him because he's going to miss the cut if I play him. And I didn't play him. So you're welcome playing him this week for sure, 100%. You know, it's tilting. I thought of that because you mentioned all the missed cuts. I had three lineups. I had one six of six. The six of six didn't even cash. Just going to throw that out there. That's pretty fun. Yeah. I mean, pretty much if you didn't have Ricky, yeah. Like, you, you weren't going to cash. It was weird, yeah. man, because he scored so high with so many birdies. Yeah, he was a he was a DK play for sure. You could go probably uh, three of six with Ricky and a couple other guys inside the you know that made top the, ten. That, yeah, I mean, and you were cashing. That's yeah, wild. Um, yeah, for me, I, I think Vic's interesting. He's third in my model, thirteenth uh, in the par fours, twelfth in birdie or better. It is a different <sighs> style uh, tournament, like you said, but I think he's very much in play. I like Fleetwood quite a bit. I like him. I don't know why he's not like a bad driver of the golf ball, but I like him on these kind of shorter shot maker irons. Cause I think, I think European golfers, when I think this kind of stuff, because that's what they're really good at thinking through things instead of being those, you know, us Americans just wants to see how far we hit the ball. <laughs> so um, Fleetwood at 93 is eighth in my model. He's sixth in the par fours. I like him quite a bit. Uh, Ricky, I love he's fourth in my model. So I'm with you and everything you said, ninth on the par fours, fourth and birdie or better. I want to play Wyndham because he rates that well, but you know how that goes. After he went in the U.S. Open, he's probably still drunk right now. I'm, gonna, <laughs> I'm just going to throw – maybe he's not. Maybe he's a different breed. Either that maybe or he's, he's going back business. to back. Yeah. Yeah, like maybe he's all business. We've seen this new breed of guys that are all business, and he's like, I got next week off probably, so we'll go – we'll get after it then. I don't know. But uh, he's he was, cause he was playing great golf before he got there. That's the yeah. thing. So it, it really – the price tag isn't wrong for Wyndham Clark right. in this one. So I think he's an interesting play. And he might come in lower on because of that back-to-back narrative that has been a thing in D- DFS forever in PGA. Yeah. The last one I'll mention, though, he, he only rates out 69th in my model, um, is Fitzpatrick at 9,000. We're talking about, you know, shot makers, iron play, get strategic around a golf course. That's things he does very, very well. 17th at the U.S. Open, 20th at a Canadian, 9th at Memorial, 
miscut PGA, 35th at Wells, one at Heritage, which is a Pete Dye course, by the way. Um, 10th at the Masters. Like you, you mentioned Ricky's numbers. Ricky's are better, but he's not far off. Yeah. So I think Fitz at 9K kind of gets for like the forgotten man in this range, potentially. And uh, I, I like him quite a bit if I need to use it as a pivot, kind of like I talked about currently in the 10K range. Uh, and that's not my bias with Fitz. It's just the truth. Uh, 8K range. Homa at 89. Man, I, I, he needs to win a major, or at least T10 a major or something. Please, God. He's too good of a guy to just get destroyed. And then he's, he's, his drinking buddy, JT, is at 8,800 bucks. <laughs> um, good Lord. And JT, like, we could have a whole podcast on how broken he looks right now. Like, yeah, like his Friday, where he shot, what, 15 over or something? 81? Like, shot, or last uh, the 11 over. Um he, he shot some astronomical. 81. 81. 81. So he got 11 yeah. over. Uh, mm-hmm. Just wild, wild stuff. I thought I'd never see that day with Justin Thomas. Uh, Sungjae's 87. Hideki, 86. Cam Young, 85. J Day, 84. Sahith, 83. Lowry, 82. Tom Kim, 81. Siwoo Kim, 8,000. Who you like in here? Yeah. I mean, that top three is just like, to me, is just like screams stay away. I mean, they've all got terrible course history. Max has never made a cut at this event. JT's coming off a, a miscut in his, only, in his last start in 2020 at this event. Has two straight miscuts on tour. I mean, has that ever happened to him? Uh, very strange. Sung Jay, of course, history is okay. Two made cuts, two of two, but he's missed the cut in three of his last four starts. And his one start that he did make the cut was a 41st place finish at the Memorial where he shot 79 on Sunday. It's just weird range. Uh, so I'm going straight down to Hideki, 8,600. He's never played here, but uh, Hideki's playing some pretty solid golf right now. Thigala, I think I'm going to play him again this week, um, kind of go back. I've been avoiding just because typically with his price, uh, you know, a lot of people are playing him because he does have the upside that eventually one day, maybe many years in the future, he's going to win a golf tournament. But, um, He's never played here, but I, I do actually. No, he played here last year, finished second, and missed the cut in 2020. Coming off uh, made cut at the U.S. Open. I mean, he hasn't missed a cut since the the fall swing back in October. Tom Kim, man, I mean, he flashed some some form. Maybe he figured some shit out. Uh, he, he, really good, really good weekend for him. 66, 69 to finish eighth um, at the U.S. Open, and this was after two consecutive missed cuts. So. I think I'll play him and then Siwoo at 8,000, man. I mean, it, the course history is weird. It's miscut, miscut, 11th, miscut, 26th, 25th. Uh, but Siwoo is probably playing the best golf of his life mm-hmm. right now. So um, I will play Siwoo at 8,000. Did you see when Siwoo played dead? Yeah, yes. Almost hit by a golf ball. I love Siwoo, yeah. man. Like, that's yeah. just, that's the best. That's good stuff yeah. right there. You know, you know who was standing beside him on that tee was Bryson. Yeah. Oh, it's even better. So and he was like, <laughs> he was giving him like the the club pro guy uh, yeah. crucifix position, like because nobody yelled four at him. Um, and somebody was mentioning how that was rich coming from from Bryce Bison, yeah. who hits on top of you. Yeah, that's yeah, uh, who does. Who never yells four, or at least who ever. didn't until he caught caught out of the arm. That's funny. That's funny. I'm with you. I'm starting with the deck at 86 as well. He's 11th in my model, fifth in approach, first in opportunities gained over the last 24 rounds. He's also a guy that I play all the time because he just doesn't get the love because he's always in the groupings of people that they love. Like people will play Cam Young over Hideki all day long. They just oh, will. Yeah. And Cam Young's going to figure it out eventually. I just don't know when, and it won't be on my roster. It's pretty much what it'll come down to. Yeah. So Hideki's my dude at 86. 
A guy that I'm intrigued with here is Jason Day at 8,400 bucks. Um, he was trending in a huge way. Then he goes and wins the Byron Nelson. So that's where the trend goes well. And then a miscut of the PGA, miscut of the Memorial, miscut of the U.S. Open. And it makes me go, huh, what the heck yeah. is going on with Jason Day? Because he was playing amazing golf, gets the dub. You look at this tournament, miscut last year, been 10th, 46th, 8th, 12th. He's got really good history at this golf course. I think you can get a, you can get a low on Jason Day right here at 8400 bucks and see where see where that one goes like his opportunities gained over the last 24 rounds which would make sense because he's missed three straight cuts one tenth proximity 105 like that all checks out if i went back longer he'd be a lot better probably but day at 84 is very very intriguing to me uh same with shane lowry at 8200 bucks because he's another guy who's just kind of underwhelming because people i think have a such high standards especially after year, a couple of years ago winning the open but you know 20th at the u.s open 43 in canada 16th memorial 12th at pga the dude gets it done. So I think he's another guy. I don't know if he's got enough to win the whole thing because he's not a massive birdie machine, but could be a nice play to 8200 bucks. And then I'm 100% with you on Siwoo Kim. For the biggest reason, I just do it every time, regardless of his form almost, it's a Pete Dye course. And Pete and yeah. Siwoo Kim loves Pete Dye courses, like hardcore loves Pete Dye courses. So uh, I will take Siwoo at 8000 for sure in this field. 75 to 79, give me uh, yeah, Adam Scott, Henley, Keegan Bradley, Harris English, who had a heck of a week last week. Uh, Corey Connors, Gary Woodland, Denny McCarthy, Min Lee had a great week as well. Matt Kuchar, Steven Yeager, Benny on. Who do you like here? Uh, yeah, uh, Scott at the top there, 7,900. I know he missed the cut uh, last week. He shot five over. I think that, what was the cut, three or two? Yes, yeah, three. Uh, two. If you if you shot three, you were out. If you shot yeah, two, you two. were in. Yeah, yep. Um, but before that, he had he was playing really good golf. So I will go back to Adam Scott and hope people don't. Henley had a pretty good week last week too. Seventy eight hundred bucks, fourteenth uh, place finish there. Sixteenth at Memorial, sixteenth at Charles Schwab, playing really solid golf. His course history is pretty good too. Uh, four out of five made cuts here, uh, including nineteenth place finish in his last start in twenty twenty one at this event. Harris English has won this event in the past. Um, Man, I mean, like, you know, I almost talk about Harris English every week. And to see him, like, in the mix was very tilting for me. Uh, but I, I will play him this week, especially at that price. And I'd say he's probably going to be high-owned if I was guessing. Last for me would be Brian Harmon at 7,500. Eighth, fifth, miscut, eighth, sixth in his last four or five starts at this event. U.S. Open, he opened with a 65 um, and made the cut and really just finished 43rd. It was all over par after that. But it's kind of promising at, at a place that he likes, uh, obviously, pretty well, where he's finished inside the top 10 four out of the last five years. Um, screams great GPP play to me as far as Brian Harmon goes there. Harmon loves himself a Pete Dye course as well. That's one thing he does. Um, so, uh, I don't think kids is in this field if he is because he's a Pete Dye dude, dude, but he also played better golf back in the day. Um, I'm with you on Adam Scott though at $7,900. He I have no in the field. He's $6,200. He's playing so bad though. <laughs> um, I that's another guy, him and Homa. They that Homa and kids should have been drinking together and talked about the round four. That'd have been fun. Yeah, um, would have. That'd have been a show. Uh, see what or uh, Adam Scott at 79. I'm with you. I'll go right back to that. Hopefully, at lower rate, even though he. Missed the cut last week. He's still first in this field and birdie or better in the last 24 rounds. I'll take my chances on that one. Uh, Russell Henley, uh, you're talking about like an iron play approach game, like he's sixth in the approach over the last 24 rounds. I like him a lot at 78. Uh, Keegan at 78 is on my radar. I don't know. He's been 
kind of flustering of late, so I'm not sure there. But um, if, he, if he's low on, he's got the GPP upside any day of the week. Uh, I'm with you on Harry English. Corey Connors, 10th in my model, 10th off the tee, 13th on approach, 16th in opportunities gained, 26 on the par fours. Kind of surprised he's this cheap. I know it's a loaded field, but he screams like a good play. So does Gary Woodland. Like, I love this range. I'm sorry. Uh, Woodland's solid. A lot of really bad putters. That's the thing, except for this <laughs> next guy, Denny McCarthy. Yeah, he's a good best, putter. Best part in the field, and he's fourth in the par fours, four to 450. So, like, if you want your unicorn in this range, that's the guy I would look for compared to the other guys that make more sense potentially. McCarthy is the dude I wanted to mention. And then I think Men Willie is going to be super popular just because he's playing well. There's a lot of narrative street there, but uh, keep him on your radar. But I think Denny's your sneakier one here. I don't mind uh, Adam Scott if he, people kind of get pissed off after last week. I'll be uh, on board that train. Um, Benny on. And then last but not least, Steven Yeager. I always think of him as a bomber. His, uh, his From 125 to 150 wedge games, 18th in this field. He's eighth in opportunities game. He's 10th in the par fours, four to 450. He's actually 18th in my model. So Jaeger is very, very, very interesting to me on this uh, on this uh, slate. 7K to 74, who you like in here? I don't like them all like I did the last field, so I'll, I'll, I'll keep my shorter. <laughs> Aaron Rye at 7,400. Of course. I don't have to go back after his third-place finish at the Canadian Open. He has started here once uh, last year, finished 40th. Uh, Aberg, man, at 7,400, um, come off the 25th place finish at the Canadian. Uh, I expect him to be quite a bit more popular than he was, though, at the Canadian Open. Um, and he was 7.5% at a higher salary. So I'd say he'll get touted quite a bit at 7,400. So look at the look for some inflated ownership there. Eckroat at 7,300, finished 47th here last year. Hasn't missed a cut since the Texas Open back at the beginning of April. Um, has a couple of top tens inside there, so playing really solid golf for a dude who's seventy three hundred. Will Gordon at seventy one hundred. Two of two made cuts here, eighteenth at the Canadian his last time out. CT Pan, I think I mentioned him at this at the Canadian. Mm-hmm. My model likes him quite a bit. He finished third there, finished fourth at the Byron Nelson. This is after three consecutive miscuts. Uh, his course history is. Just screams GPP. Miscut, miscut, miscut. 36 miscut, 8th, 25th. So, yeah. Um, and last but not least, Lucas Herbert, 7,000, 19th here last year, but has missed three straight cuts on tour. So keep that in mind. Yeah, this is another one. Like, I love Aaron Rice, seventh in my model. His wedge game is amazing. Par fours, he's second in this field. So he, I, 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 I'm going to keep mentioning because par fours, if when like two thirds of your holes are those distances kind of important to me just a thought so um aaron, aaron rye is a very strong play here one that's intriguing to me in this range i think rye will be popular and a will be very popular good reasons dude's a stud straight out of college played graded in canada he's gonna be popular people are talking about him like he's the next greatest thing cam davis at 74 has my attention he's 26 in my model 14th off the tee um He's 23rd in birdie or better. He's like, you know, 31st in proximity, 40th. Like, he doesn't ring the bell everywhere. But how many times have we talked about Cam Davis on shorter courses? Puts the driver away, things change. And to make it more fun, it was 7th at Heritage, which is a Pete Dye course similar to here, 59th at Wells Fargo, 4th at PGA, and then three straight missed cuts. And at the U.S. Open, it was he missed 7.4, negative uh, 7.4 strokes gains total, 4.7 were on the green. Uh, still, that's a lot of the other stuff. Yeah, yeah. The Memorial, he missed uh, almost seven strokes T to green. So grains of salt here, but 
I think a shorter golf course, uh, he makes for a very, very fun tournament play with Cam Davis. And other than that, though, Eckrode, I like a lot. He's 17th in my model. Uh, Eric Cole is one I hope people stay away from a little bit longer. He's 32nd in my model. He's 12th in opportunities gained, 10th in birdie or better. Uh, just playing great golf no matter where he goes right now. He's producing. And then the other guys that I think get low ownership, Cbez. This is a Cbez type setup. Like, uh, don't have to bomb it. Shorter course. He's great on the par fours. Um, Justin Suh, I believe you mentioned him. I didn't. Um, well, Justin Suh would be another dude. His iron play is pretty strong. Adam Shank, I love, really like a lot this week um, in a format like this. And then you know, there's a couple others, but I'm not going to name everybody under the sun that are intriguing. But <laughs> you uh, love the seven K range. He's going the like seven K range. Dude, I was going through it. I'm like, these guys like check the right. Quote unquote, <laughs> these are the boxes. dudes that we've been playing for the last few weeks. Who yeah, maybe that's well. what it is. I agree with you on that because you know what's terrifying is I preached for Kurt Kitayama last week. Yeah, that was full tilt. But what, then I what did he end up finishing? I didn't. I was looking for him, and I, I couldn't even think of his name when I went through. All, the all it says is miscut next to his name, so I can't <laughs> tell you what it said. No, I just I zoned that shot. one out. I zoned it out. Um, while you're looking that up, I just want to mention he's 39th in my model. He's third in the par fours we're looking at. He's 12th in 125 to 150, like wedge game. He's horrible around the green. As off the tee game has been rough right now, but uh, tournaments have some fun. 75-70, so he just shot five over. So, so he missed I mean, a couple three. Yeah. So it wasn't horrific. It wasn't the end of the world, no. He just sucked on the easiest day. Yeah. Um. So take that. Oh, and then Sam Bennett, 7,000. I wanted to mention him also. He's yeah, dude, Sam Bennett, you know, he he was up there. He was yep. around the lead, shot and then he 70 shaved. fucking nine. Who shaves going from yeah. Friday to Saturday? The, the, uh, sports people, trust me, baseball especially, but sports guys, we are superstitious. No, 100%, you, man. You had a great fr- Thursday and Friday. What are you doing? Like, <sighs> wear the same underwear. Like, I don't care. <laughs> like, I think that's who almost game. hit. I think that's who almost hit. Yeah, it uh, might have been Siwoo. Hit, Siwoo. Yeah. I think you're right now. Yeah. But yeah, he just imploded on Saturday. He comes in clean. I'm like, what Dude, are you doing? He, he must have went to the Playboy Mansion. I put him on. The, the, some things got interesting. I put him on a showdown team. On Saturday, like, yeah, he got like negative two points or something like that. Oh, that's too and good. everybody else in my lineup, like I was like, how in the hell is this not cashing? Because I had a bunch of dudes who who played really well, and I look, at, I go back and look, I'm like, oh yeah, Sam Bennett, he was the worst player in the field. So there you go. All righty, well, yeah, we'll see how that plays out. But I don't mind going back to him. Six K range. What do you like him? Uh, Hubbard, sixty nine hundred bucks, very oh, yeah. playable. Four out of four made cuts here. And hasn't missed a cut since the Texas Open back in uh, early April. So he's very playable. Doug Gim, um, current form is pretty good. I think he's playable. Lee Hodges finished 25th here last year. Made four straight cuts on tour. And uh, three of his last uh, – well, his last three starts have all been inside the top 30 with the last two being inside the top 25. So solid. Streelman at 6,800. I mentioned him in in the – the uh, event history. Mm-hmm. Um, he did make the cut last week. He's played here a bunch. 25th missed cut, second, 15th, 33rd, eighth missed cut going back to 2016. So he's got the course knowledge. Um, Samuel Stevens, man. Sam Stevens, 6,800. Yeah. Uh, I, I wish that Fancy Labs would um, listen to me whenever I emailed them and asked them to please correlate. Sam Stevens with Samuel Stevens because they haven't listed as Samuel Stevens, but on PJ Tour website it's Sam Stevens. So I know that's what the, the malfunction is, why I don't have any stats on him. 
So I'm just going to keep blindly playing him, I guess. Ches Revy at 6,700 uh, made his last four cuts at this event, won this event in 2019, um, and has four straight made cuts on tour. And then last but not least, I think this if you're down in this range, 6,500 bucks, Carson Young's the guy to go to. We said last week is not the guy to go to. He shot 10 over, was not any, anywhere, didn't even sniff the cut. But he's got the upside at 6,500 to sneak inside the top 30, top 20 potentially. Yep, Team Carson Young, baby. Because prior to that, 43rd at Canada, 21 Charles Schwab, 14th at – he finished 19th at the RBC, Heritage. Yep. Like, this yep. is what we're looking for, people. Yep. So, yeah, I'm with you. Keep riding the Carson Young train. Uh, I don't have a, too much more guys like um, Chesri. I had Ben Martin, Streelman, uh, Stevens, Gim. I love Hubbard, big Hubbard fan. Michael Kim, I'll mention. I know he had the miscut last week. But he's playing some pretty good golf overall. And then the only other one I have here is Hayden Buckley, 31st in my model, ninth in opportunities gained, uh, 22nd in uh, the par four scoring we're looking at here, and um, finished 43rd here last year. So I don't mind taking a, a shot on Buckley as well. But I'm, I'm, the goal is not to be down here if, if we can pull that one off, but we'll wait and see how that goes. All right, let's recap things. 10K and above, who you got? I'm going to say Xander. Go Cantley. It's going to be a fun week when Shuffler finally wins. Um, <laughs> 9K range. I mean, it will happen. Ricky oh, Fowler. Yeah. I'm going to go, oh, man. I'm going to go Fleetwood. That's This is tough. It's a good range. Good range. Uh, 8K range. Not in love with it, but I'm going to say Siwoo. That's a great one. I'll go Matsuyama. 75 to 79. I'm going to say Brian Harmon. Interesting. I'm going to go with... Um, Let's go with uh, Russell Henley. The whole Henley. range. Yeah, I know. Oh. That's why I had to narrow it down. It's just tough. <laughs> Russell Henley on this one. I wanted to go Harris English, but Russell Henley. Uh, 7K to 74. Aberg. That's a good one. I will go with um, Eric Cole. And then 6K range. Sam Stevens. I'll go with Hubbard. Give me some Mr. Mark Hubbard on this one. If you're building a cash lineup, Jesse, how are you starting things out? Yeah. Um... A little rough. I do like the seven K guys that you like though. Like Kinley, I think is cash viable. Uh Aberg is probably pretty close. Um, even though he doesn't really, you know, have the starts and stuff. But uh, if you're looking up top, like Hovland. Okay. Um, I'm gonna go with uh Henley. I'll even go Adam Scott in there and then throw in some Aaron Rye. You guys have fun everywhere else you want to go. Uh tournaments where you start on GPP lineup. Xander, Ricky, and Brian Harmon. I like that a lot. I'll stick with my guns here. I'll go Cantley, Fleet. I'll go Cantley, Fleetwood, Fitz. Figure it out from there. But uh, could be a ton of fun. It's gonna be a wild week actually because this the way this course lays out, and in fact, anyone can win. It's almost one of those weeks where I feel like, like I say it every time because chalk's kicking everyone's ass. I feel like just this is the one of the best weeks to avoid chalk. But just play the guy. Just play the good place. That's the name of the game. Yeah. Uh, um, let's talk about picks to win, though. When we look at DraftKings Sportsbook, yes, not a sponsor. Scheffler's five and a half to one. Rom is ten to one. Cantley's ten to one. Who do you like this week? I mean, when is like when are they going to make Scheffler's odds Negative. not six to yeah. one? Like, what, I mean, he hasn't won. When's the last time he won a golf tournament? It's been a while. Uh, 
So the Players' Championship back in March. You know, top, the top 10 minus 140 is probably a, a more plus EV bet than him. To That's win. what I was going to say. Like, why would you not just <laughs> bet him top 10? You know what yeah. I mean? Like, yeah. I know you're not getting the odds, but I mean, he's like or top to or that. top five. I mean, yeah. he has finished in the top five in every event that he's played in since the Byron Nelson. Well, since the Heritage, but the Byron Nelson starting. I mean, it's it's a ridiculous run for somebody. I mean, he doesn't get the credit that he deserves for how good a golf he's playing. No, he can't putt. Just imagine if he could putt; it would be absolutely ridiculous to watch him. Uh, Tom Kim and Siwoo Kim have gotten some serious love. If you look compared to DK pricing, that's all I'm going to say. Yeah, wow. 35 on both of those guys. They've been bet down quite a bit there. Uh, Ricky at 35, I, I don't, I don't mind. Um, I could see him bouncing back this week. I mean, Henley's right there too at 35, which is wild to me. Wow. Uh, longer shot. Maybe Sahith gets it done this week, 65 to one. JT is at 65 to one. <laughs> wow. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Max is at 40 and JT's at 65. Holy shit. Yeah. That's, I mean, that's, I mean, it, it, how do you not bet Justin Thomas at 65 to one? Yeah. Even if he's broken, throw a couple shots right. on that. I mean, <laughs> holy crap. If, if somebody's giving you 65 to one on a Justin Thomas, I don't care what the golf tournament is. I know that that was it was kind of similar last week. I had some at least one buddy who bet him just because of the number, but I mean that's what a lot of people do every week is just bet because of the number, right? Hundred percent. So, yeah, I mean, other than that, I don't know. Aberg at one hundred to one, maybe Sam Bennett at one hundred and thirty. Yeah, because the one thing I'll say is like I keep preaching. I love having these guys in these elevated events that aren't the big dogs, but the big dogs still usually win these things. Let's just be real yeah, about it. I mean. Yeah, um, there's a lot of money on the line, and they yeah they so, give a shit exactly. So, like Matsuyama at forty, I don't know if he's gonna win it. Like Fitz at thirty five is interesting to me. I think that's got some some viability for sure. It's crazy Fleetwood's twenty two this week. Yeah, that's too low on him okay. too. I mean, like he doesn't win. No, this is nuts. <laughs> yeah, these numbers are all usually it's pretty in line with DK pricing. These are all over the freaking board right yeah, now. Yeah, this is way off. <laughs> cool. I'm I'm just scanning back and forth. What in the hell is going on here? So yeah, give me some uh give me some Hideki. And then other than that, like that JT number is hilarious. Um yeah, it's it's real rough. I'm I'm trying to figure out who else fell down here that's gonna be cheap, but there's really no one standing out, I guess. Yeah, we'll wait and see. That's going to be a fun one. But uh, any final thoughts on the week as we wrap up another episode? I don't, man. We're a few weeks away from our final major of the year. So yep. get ready, people. Get ready. It's coming. It's coming. The Open there. Championship. The British Open. will always be the British Open. Um, make sure you guys check out Jesse on Twitter at DFS Golf Gods, the podcast at Always Press DFS. We'll be back with you guys next week for some more PGA Tour action. Until next time, this is your 2023 Travelers Championship Preview. Catch you all next time.